This is Broke Money Hustle. And now, here's Broke Money Hustle with Trico and Eric. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, listening across the world. Uh, today is a special day here in the United States where we're broadcasting from. It is the 4th of July, basically America's birthday. And I'm joined by, yeah, joined by my co-host, uh, TJ. How you doing, man? Feeling good. Uh, you know, I love the holiday. It's a nice long weekend. wish it was a little bit cooler out and dying of heat. But, uh, you know, having, having fun, man, enjoying some some uh, time off of work gives me time to work on my side hustles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I, I can commiserate about the weather because I'm looking forward to grilling tomorrow, but I'm not looking forward to grilling out in the heat. It's going to be yeah. <laughs> be a bit of a scorcher for burgers and hot dogs. But uh, made a trip to Costco yesterday. That was a big deal for me. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Walking around that big, huge store. And it was packed. It was busy. So I don't see any chance of this country wanting to slow itself down again we're uh, i know the uh the uh, congressional budget office released some surprising june job reports and uh, gdp growth so i think uh, i think america is just going to tell the thing that should not be to pound sand and we're just going to plow through what do you think uh, i agree we're uh America's pretty unstoppable, you know, and we're uh, we're kind of hard-headed, so <laughs> we're not going to let anything, you know, keep us down, you know. Yeah, and people maybe maybe take our hard-headedness as being careless, but really we're not. I mean, sure, a few bad apples ruins the whole bunch, and you're always going to find whichever side of the aisle on. You're always going to find some schmuck that's going to prove your, you know, outlandish hypothesis right, but you can't apply that to an entire group of people. You know, and and here I'm going to be kind of hypocritical because I'm going to apply something to an entire group of people. I, uh, Americans are exceptional. America is an exceptional country because we believe the individual is exceptional. And I think if the individual is empowered correctly, which is one of the things we're trying to do with this show is help, you know, the individual learn how to manage their money while we're learning how to manage money and make that grow. You know, it'll... The more education you have, we have the greatest access to education in this country. We have um, greatest resources. We live in a wonderful time where you can start a video game company with like one or two guys and do almost everything for free and then go make money on it. I mean, these are incredible times. It's just a matter of finding the right opportunity and jumping on it. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think um, I don't have any of the statistics. I probably should have looked it up since it's our Fourth of July episode. But uh, um, I think America has like a lot of uh, millionaires and a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people that that started their own company and then uh, eventually through hard work and dedication hit it big. Um, I probably should have pulled up some statistics on that, but I know it seems like there's a lot of them here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's lots of really great stories, and one that comes to mind that I'm really enamored with that. People like to pick on this guy just because he has lots of money. But Jeff Bezos, for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, here's a story about a guy who started his business in his garage, focused solely about mailing books to people, you know, getting people ordering, buying books online and getting them in the mail. And if he didn't have a book in stock, which he really didn't have hardly any in stock in his garage in the beginning, he would go out and buy it, package it up and ship it out and sell it for a loss just to keep this business growing. 
And it took forever for this to catch on. I remember being back in college, the second time I was in college, and this weird thing called Amazon. Well, you can get textbooks here. You can get a used textbook <laughs> here. Oh, my gosh, I can save $100 on this textbook. I just got to order it through this weird company called Amazon. That's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I got some uh, throat issues this morning. Um, what was your first experience ever with Amazon? It's it's really weird. It kind of came out of nowhere for me um, where all of a sudden I started hearing about like, oh, just have Amazon deliver it. And uh, I think I heard about it on the radio. I'm I'm kind of like a Luddite, like I'm real slow to adopt new technology. So <laughs> all of a sudden there was like this Amazon thing. And I, I just picture like really tall warrior women that would bring stuff to your door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That, that would be hilarious if that's what it is. It looks like we're just going to get robotic drones yeah. instead in self-driving cars. But, you know, this is a company that came from nothing. One man's vision. He found the best people he could to work with him. He keeps growing it by leaps and bounds. Employs a tremendous amount of people. You know, that's one of the biggest pet peeves of mine when somebody goes after someone. This person's rich or evil bastard. We need to take their money and redistribute it. That person worked hard for that money, and that person's business employs so many people exactly. that depend on that employment to feed their families. I mean, go pound sand, you jealous retard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they pay pretty, pretty decent, you know, like uh, no experience, no, you know, um, and I think it's around like fifteen dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, I was door. actually looking into possibly doing a phone job because of the thing that should not be. <clears throat> shutting down my income stream and I don't like talking on the phone. That's the only reason I didn't go for it, but it was starting at $15 an hour and it took my yeah. wife years to get up to that. And now she's way past that, but through her employer, um, I mean, that's a great starting salary. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, uh, I, it's kind of remember back in the day, like we're in the Metro Detroit area. So back in the day, uh, you could graduate and then get a job with the big three and it was a decent salary. You know, you could, you know, have a start off a pretty good life with it. I kind of feel like Amazon's kind of like uh, the big three now where the big three isn't hiring as often as they used to when, you know, way back in the day. Uh, but Amazon seems like they're always hiring. They pay a decent starting wage. Um, they're always expanding. So there's probably a lot of growth opportunity to, you know, go into management or warehouse management there. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, um, I kind of feel like they're creating a lot of jobs. I, uh, before COVID, I or the thing that shall not be named before, <laughs> before that, I, uh, I never used them because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna use my coupon down at Meyer, and you know, I'm gonna save fifty cents, and you know, I'm gonna spend three dollars driving back and forth. But you know, I got my coupon, I'm gonna save fifty cents, and uh, so then uh, uh, when the thing that shall not be named happened, everyone's like, stay home. You know, I'm kind of a hermit to begin with, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll stay home. And then uh, I started ordering stuff from Amazon, and I'm like, well, the prices are pretty comparable, you know, plus just the amount of time you save. Like, instead of going to the store and spending, like, two hours there, and, you know, you're standing in, in line at the checkout, and then you forget to use your coupons anyway, so what the hell is the point of going there? You know, uh, I can just order up on Amazon. They take care of it. It comes to my house in a couple of days. You know, I, I don't have to, like, do a bunch of couponing. I don't have to go up to the store and, you know, uh, um, have to deal with all that kind of stuff and then wait in line. And, 
and uh, everything. I, you know, time's money, and I save mm-hmm. myself a lot of time having to go back and forth to Meyer and Kroger and Target and everything. I just I get it delivered here. The price is about the same as what I pay, but you know, uh, the two hours I save, I can put into a side hustle and you know make more than what I would have saved by going to Meyer and and buying something on sale. Yeah, it's quite a strange world we live in where you can work for a company like Shipt, go to Meyer and buy somebody else's groceries. You come home and all your groceries from Whole Foods are sitting there from Amazon, you know, <laughs> waiting on you. Oh, exactly. We need to get someone from Shipt on here, too, for uh, talking about their side hustle. That's something I was always kind of curious about because when I do go to Meyer or Target, there's always someone there that has a Shipt, uh, I think it's a green T-shirt they wear. Yeah, and I think they have like even special shopping bags and stuff now too. Yeah. It's, uh, I know a couple of people who do it, so it's uh, definitely an angle I want to work on because we want to try to cover as many of these side hustles as possible. Exactly. And if you're listening on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, listening live right now on uh, YouTube or uh, Facebook, if you've got one of these side hustles that you do, if it's Uber, if it's Lyft, if it's shipped, if it's, uh, gosh, what are some of the others? Um, and anyway, whatever they, whatever it is, oh, DoorDash, all DoorDash, that kind of stuff. Yep, exactly. Up. Yeah. Let us know. We'd love to get your experience and have you on, maybe to uh, share it. Yeah. Yeah. Then, because uh, especially a side hustle like that, uh, especially if it's extra money, you can bank, you know, kind of bank that money, use it to buy stocks. So then you're kind of doubling up on your side hustle. You know. Yeah, yeah. You can buy stock or you can buy silver. How's that been going? Yeah. For you? Uh, not too bad. You know, I, uh, uh, I did an auction, uh, a couple weeks ago and I won the auction and my silver was supposed to be here on the first and it's still not here. So now I'm kind of worried, <laughs> you know, like maybe someone found out it was a box full of silver and now I'm not going to get it. So, uh, now I got to, uh, kind of check into that over the weekend. I, I was hoping, you know, like with the holidays, maybe everything's just kind of backed up, you know, it, it hasn't shown that it's been delivered. Because if it was delivered and it's not on my porch, then I'd be more worried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things It's like whenever the post, post office is involved with the thing that should not be in play, yeah. it's so unreliable. I have a client, a fan, who bought some art off of me. And the package, as of two days ago, was still sitting in Detroit's warehouse for the post office. And I mailed it out June 12th. This really? person, li- I think this person lives in Toledo. That's waiting on it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it looks so, like um, silver per ounce. It's around. Uh, before it was a little under eighteen dollars. It was like uh, seventeen ninety something. Uh, now it's shown it's around a little over eighteen dollars. It's like eighteen seventeen. So um, yeah, hopefully by the time it gets to me, it's already worth more than what I paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it's, it's going to keep growing. I think I really think with the stuff that I've listened to and read, it's being artificially suppressed because there's certainly demand for it. Every single in the industry uses silver in some capacity, especially yeah. the electronics industry and battery technology has to have silver. It's a great conductor of electricity. And uh, it's just one of those components that you have to have And a lot of the mines shut down because of the thing that should not be so there's the, the supply is running low exactly. and nations countries that usually keep a supply those supplies are running low so there that's the priming is right for silver to go to 20 30 a coin easily um if the uh, 
artificial suppression kind of comes to an end and it will have to by necessity yeah. at some point come to an end and the, the price will spike. It'll probably be an overnight thing. We'll wake up and it'll be 20 to $30 a coin instead of the 18 it's at right now, which is still a good growth. I mean, I can remember 15. I think when I started buying it was 16 something with the first couple of coins that I bought and the same for gold too, but gold's going to go up to like three grand, five grand. Yeah. You know, Especially because gold historically, its job is to make the dollar work again. It like hedges against the dollar. So as the dollar dies, gold grows in, in value and it kind of resets currency in its markets. And that's being artificially suppressed too. So once the bridge breaks, you know, gold and silver are going to skyrocket. So <clears throat> get it while you can. And if you can't yeah. buy a whole coin, I recommend Glint. And this is not a paid advertisement. This is something that I just use personally. And I've tried to try to get uh, TJ and our previous guest, Franklin. He, he's got in on it. <clears throat> Glint is a way for you to buy physical gold in small fractional amounts and spend that gold with a MasterCard linked up to it. It turns gold into a digital currency. This isn't crypto. It's physical gold. And if you so choose, you can tell Glint to ship you your gold. And they will do so but you can buy fractional amounts. My first purchase was like five grams worth. <clears throat> and that's not something that I would really want to put in my safe, just a small little five gram thing. You know, I'd really have like a whole stack of those. So it's kind of building, <laughs> uh, but you can't buy, you know, with physical gold, it's, it, it's in hard increments. They have gold already in their vault. And this is a private company. This isn't a, a country linked to it. There's no currency linked to it. And it's, uh, and it's uh, I believe Lords of London is the ones who um, uh, are uh, insuring, insuring your, your deposits. So it's, it's, it's backed up um, with, uh, with European uh, financiers and stuff. So it's, it's got a solid background to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, this allows you to buy, you know, even if you have $10, you can throw $10 into your account on your app on your phone and then use that $10 to buy $10 worth of gold. And you'll just, start fractionally accumulating it. And then once currency implodes, because all fiat currencies implode, you'll still have real money that you can spend with a credit card. And um, that adds an extra layer of financial security. Have you pulled the trigger on Glint yet? Uh, still working on it. I got to get some capital going. Uh, I have uh, uh, last couple weeks, I have uh, made arrangements for people to come out and kind of work on the house because that's a, Another side hustle, trying to get some equity built up in here. So um, as soon as all that stuff's over, uh, probably another month or two, I'll have to uh, I'll have to get it. Also, uh, for listeners, it's uh, glintpay.com, right, is a website. Yep, glintpay.com. Cool. Yeah, because I keep on typing in glint.com, and it doesn't go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to add the pay. And we'll have the we'll have link in the description later on, too, on the YouTube video. So... Cool. In uh, other card-based news, I got my Robinhood card in the mail, and uh, this is something that allows you to kind of use your Robinhood bank account as a checking account. You know, you get a, you get a debit card for it. So, Robinhood is a platform that allows us to buy and sell stocks, and that's one of the things that we love about it is it's a simple user interface. The money that you don't use to buy stock, if you just want to leave it in there, it has an interest rate of 0.30%. You might think that's low. And my wife said, that's really low. I said, honey, JP Morgan Chase gives us 0.01%. So, yeah. 
if I'm going to park my money and not do anything with it, nice to park it here. And my thinking was, okay, let's say I'm in a, I have a scenario where I need some emergency, emergency capital. I need to liquefy something. The market's open. I can sell some stock. That money is instantly available in that account. And then I can use that debit card and solve my, my problem that way. So I just thought it was a good idea to get on the waiting list. I got off the waiting list. They said, congratulations. And they mailed me my card. And that gives me another way to liquefy those assets that I've accumulated in case of an emergency. So I highly recommend it for anybody who's a Robinhood user. And Acorns has a checking account too. That's something that I'll be looking into uh, later on down the line because I know it has a better interest rate as well than, you know, we get zero interest on our checking account through the bank. So that might be a good idea too. And that is called Acorns Spend, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. Yeah, sounds oh. good. Sounds like a good interest rate too. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. A 0 0.30 is, is way above and beyond what you are going to get at a regular bank. And to be honest, the regular banks kind of scare me because they're the ones that are going to have the problem when the currency collapses. And uh, they're because they're the ones creating the problem. Yeah. Never. One of the things you learn if you actually, you know, become a legal citizen of America and you learn its true history, never trust the people creating the problems to solve your problems. <laughs> it's a recurring <laughs> theme throughout American history is the people creating the problems try to solve it. And it's usually always government. The government gets manipulated by the central banking. So there, there you have it. They're the bad guys, not us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we did touch on a little bit of stocks. Um, and I mentioned a little bit about American exceptionalism because we have some really great American companies. A lot of those companies can be referred to as blue chips. TJ, you want to tell us what a blue chip is? And I'm not talking about those blue corn tortillas, am I? <laughs> nope. Those are delicious, though. But they, you know, they uh, they don't really have a lot of growth. They kind of <laughs> they kind of have uh, uh, less growth uh, or opposite of growth because every you're, time you're, I yeah, your initial investment of three dollars a bag kind of remains there and just goes down because you eat them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, blue chip stock is a nationally recognized, well established, and financially sound company. Uh, blue chips generally sell high quality, uh, widely accepted products and services. Uh, blue chip companies are known to weather downturns and operate profitability in the face of adverse economic conditions, such as we have now, uh, which helps to contribute to their long-term record of stable and reliable growth. Um, and then uh, I looked up, uh, so, some things that uh, kind of make a blue chip company is a uh, large market capitalization, growth history, uh, component of a market index. And then, uh, you know, they don't all pay dividends, but generally they pay dividends because they're, you know, they've been around forever. They're like a lot of companies that are like a household name that um, have always been around. And uh, usually they have uh, cash reserves and everything to kind of make it through economic downturns like we're going through now. So they're, they're good ones to bet on. You know, so who, who are some good, like since we're talking about 4th of July in America, who are some good, strong American blue chip stocks? Give me a couple of names. We'll throw them up here on Market Watch and take a look at their uh, charts. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Coca-Cola, uh, Costco. You mentioned Costco earlier. Uh, Disney, Home Depot, Johnson and Johnson, I'm going to be buying one of those one day. That's the closest thing to Parma I'm going to uh, invest in. <laughs> uh, McDonald's, Microsoft, Starbucks. Um, Starbucks is another one I've been meaning to kind of put some money in just because 
everyone I know loves them and is willing to pay seven dollars for a coffee. <laughs> uh, Visa, Walmart, uh, 3M. 3M is another one I've been wanting to put some money into just because they make everything. <laughs> like everything in my house is pretty much made by 3M. Um, uh, so wait, yeah, you mentioned Costco. So I got Costco wholesale group up. I just rejoined Costco recently, as I said earlier in the program. Walking that store is incredible. But you know what? I'm excited because I got loaves of zero net carb bread from them, and uh, it was really good stuff. Awesome. We also got a giant tub of some really good chicken salad, and uh, we've been uh, the wife and I. We've been kind of remodeling what we can. The kitchen. The kitchen needs to have be completely finished by a contractor. But uh, we're trying to get our storage solutions. So we bought some temporary storage or moving stuff around. And we kind of got a little crazy at Costco because I think that's <laughs> what you have to do. The bill was a little bit more than I thought, but we walked out with bed sheets and uh, some good food and uh, just smiles on our faces. We're happy with what we did. And the gas prices are reasonable too. Sitting at $306 a share, that's definitely oh. blue chip territory. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, let's take a look at it over time. Uh, let's go to year to date. So let's see year to date volume. Where's our percentage? Yeah, let's see. Surely we're up more than 0.31% year to date. Why isn't this telling me this? Really don't. This is one of the things that we're still learning. We're still learning how to read charts. And, uh, and get accurate with that. That's why another reason why we are not um, financial advisors. Please do not do anything that we say. Yeah. Um, because uh, you're most likely going to uh, make a mistake like we're making mistakes because we're learning through this. And we just thought it would be a great idea to just share our learning experience because we were chatting anyway. Might as well make it a podcast. And it's become, uh, become a fun thing that I definitely look forward to uh, twice a week, every week. How about you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, uh, I love it. I get to, you know, talk stocks and everything. And uh, I like when we hear from our, our uh, viewers and everything, too. And uh, we've been getting some pretty good questions and uh, sharing some some good stories about stocks and everything on Instagram. So I uh, and some of the other social media, too. So I appreciate that. Um, so it's, it's kind of cool. It's like a like a club, you know, like a <laughs> stock market club. Yeah, I'm going through the chart and it's largely been in the, over the last year hovering around the $300 area. I think it's lowest low, um, 271. And this was back February 28th. Yeah, that's right around the COVID dip or something, right? Yeah, and then it got down to 279. I think that was the dip that was on my birthday. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then uh, 284. So, 280. so again, this is a blue chip stock. It's only had a dip and a peak of about $20, but this is managed growth. They do have a dividend uh, let's see, their dividend is uh, 0.70, so yeah. 70, 70 cents on the share. Is that right? Oh, uh, <clears throat> what, how's it reading there? Oh, it's reading in dollars there. So, yeah, I guess 70 cents a share. I was looking at it on Robinhood. It was showing like 0.87 for the dividend yield, um, which isn't uh, a very high dividend yield, but it's a good sign because it means they're keeping – uh, some of their revenue so that they can expand. Um, and so sometimes if you have like too high of a dividend, then the company's not keep enough cash around for expansion. Uh, Costco, they're probably keeping a lot of cash on hand for um, expansion and to grow the business. That's why they're a blue chip. So that's why you're not 
seeing like a, a three or four percent dividend yield, I think. What's another good blue chip stock we can take a look at that maybe has something to do with manufacturing? All right, some with manufacturing. Um, well, uh, I thought. Oh. Um, well, you mentioned 3M, right? Yeah, 3M is on <laughs> here. That's another one I've been meaning to buy just because um, for a while I worked in the uh, auto collision um, field and everything they use, all the sandpaper, the. Uh, uh, the masking tape, everything to kind of um, uh, to cover up where you don't want your your paint to be sprayed is all made by 3M. So I figured, well, that's definitely good. Even around here, when we do stuff on the house, a lot of the stuff is made by 3M, and they that's another company that's been around forever, uh, pay dividends. Where where are they at right now? They're at 157.63. They have a dividend yield of a dollar 47 a share. Where their, their yield is three point seven four percent, and uh, so that's I guess the dividend is a dollar forty seven. Um, <clears throat> and looking at their chart over year to date, uh, their low point one hundred and fifty six, you know one five seven one five seven highest was one hundred and fifty eight. You know, so they're near their their yearly high already. <clears throat> if we go out a little bit further, let's go to full year, 160, 150, lows of 124 back in March. So, oh, yeah, again, dip anyways. yeah, this is, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, all of all of the stock market was on sale at 47% off, basically. Yeah. Uh, during that time. But <clears throat> so a great time to jump into companies like this. This is another reason why you probably want to have some money set aside somewhere that's not going to be in the volatile volatile nature that we're when you can take advantage of if it happens again which it probably will mm -hmm. you know you have another giant 47 percent off sale you can jump into a blue chip company like 3m like costco buy them on their lowest low and they're going to be resilient because they're not going away you know we talk about 3m as being manufacturing base i had a i have an article in front of me from reuters uh, state department warns top u.s firms over supply chain risks linked to china's uh, Jinping. And uh, basically what they're saying here is, is that China is doing a lot of illegal crap, you know, because it's China. It's a communist country. They're going to do whatever the hell they want. And uh, unfortunately, that means slave labor of their own citizens. I saw another story that came and went by that uh, <clears throat> I think uh, they there was a seizure of Chinese products, uh, 13 tons worth made with human hair. Cre creepy, creepy stuff. And, you know, I'm sure that hair wasn't given up voluntarily. Um, so the State Department is warning over the supply supply risk because, uh, you know, and it's a good thing, too, because we really need to pull out of China's manufacturing as much as possible. You know, there's there's some ways where we won't be able to, but I think as much as possible, the United States needs to do its own manufacturing again. And you're going to see blue chip stocks like 3M, Ford, um, maybe someplace like Caterpillar, um, doing a lot more uh, manufacturing within the state borders and a lot of things that we have traditionally just outsourced to companies like countries like China, mm. we'll start making them again, again. And, and I, I make the kind of side joke. I would love to buy a refrigerator made by Ford, you know, has a yeah. Ford logo on it. I think that would be great. And uh, something that I hope to, uh, to hope to see. What do you think, man? I think that'd be awesome. Uh, you know, kind of bring a lot of the manufacturing back. I remember, um, 
around 2008 to 2010 when the market was bad, but I was, uh, my side hustle at the time was scrap metal because scrap metal was worth a lot. So I was, uh, um, basically that's how I, I paid for my gas money to get to and from work is I, I had a pickup truck whenever I saw scrap metal, I'd throw it in the back and I'd take a, like a, the bed of my pickup and it wasn't even a large vehicle. It was a 91 Ford Ranger. Um, so, and this was 2008, so that just goes to show how broke I was. <laughs> I was driving a, a 91 Ford Ranger. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd fill the bed of that up with steel. Uh, I'd get, you know, anywhere um, like $100, $150. So I'd pay for gas, pay for some groceries. And I was selling auto parts at the time uh, for cars and trucks and everything. And the steel, China was buying the scrap metal steel from us and then making kind of low quality automotive parts. And uh, we had like a lot of comebacks, a lot of parts were breaking that shouldn't be breaking, like rotors should not break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, like the rotor, your brake rotor should not be breaking in half. Um, so it's typically a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it makes for a bad day. <laughs> but uh, so we noticed around that time when they were buying all of our scrap metal, the, um, the, uh, val like basically the value of the metal wasn't as good because they were, uh, and scrap metal, most of the time you're not getting pure metal. You have some plastic that's bolted onto some, some metal still and the scrapyard just takes it. So, uh, China's just kind of throwing all the metal together, melting it down. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of impurities and everything in there. So, um, seems like since then, uh, metal has, has, uh, gotten better. Um, I don't sell automotive parts anymore, but, uh, when I put them on my car, usually the rotors are pretty true. I don't have to turn them or anything. Um, so, uh, and also you can tell they're not buying our scrap anymore. Cause last time I, I took a truckload of scrap to the scrapyard, uh, last summer or summer before that I had a washing machine and a dryer that went kaput on me. Uh, I had, I got like, I had a ton of scrap. I took back, I only got $20. So luckily oh. I don't, I don't do that for a side hustle anymore, <laughs> but, uh, um, it, so it just shows they're not buying our metal back anymore. So I, I do think uh, if we can get some more of the manufacturing back here, it'll create more jobs, you know, um, even if it's not like an Amazon job where they're starting at $15 an hour, uh, it at least gives someone an alternative, you know, where uh, you can go and work in fast food for $10 an hour, or you can work at a manufacturer for $10 an hour. Um, it'll give you know, uh, people an alternative and create more jobs. And, uh, you know, it might make the cost of things go up slightly, but I think in the end it's worth it to pay a little bit more, uh, cause you're ensuring that there's more jobs, a better market here, uh, better job market here, better, uh, employment rates and everything. And, um, you know, to me, it, I, I love saving money, but it is worth kind of a dollar or two more to buy something that's made, in the U.S. because I know it created some jobs for people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another uh, up-and-coming U.S. company, Tesla, has had an amazing time in the market. Yeah. And uh, they just reported uh, delivering successfully over 90,000 cars to customers. So, uh, and that's, uh, uh, I think that might be, uh, that's a global number. And uh, so, just think if we'd have bought one share of Tesla last year at about $235 a share. Oh, man. Sitting at $1,213. And uh, the sky's the limit for this company. They have their arms 
in everything, you know, going to outer space. Tesla's yeah. got its mind there with SpaceX. Um, they have a home, they, they have solar shingles that they're underdeveloped for home uh, electricity generation and a home battery as well that is very promising. Nice. Um, so they're uh, they're definitely, you know, they're 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 taking battery technology to its its end levels, and it's exciting to see what this company is doing. I think Elon, this is a good, you know, and if you look at the companies that are truly, truly successful, they seem to all have one big thing in common is that their CEO's vision remains mm -hmm. true. So you think about Apple with Steve Jobs. Apple with Steve Jobs is great. When Steve Jobs left Apple. Apple was the joke of the computing industry for a while. He came back, it roared back. And now, you know, since he's passed away, um, Apple's still a good company. They're still doing great things and they're still making a solid product, but the excitement isn't there as much as it used to be when Steve was around because Steve made it his passion. You exactly. know, Jeff Bezos is very passionate about Amazon and growing and getting into different industries. Elon Musk wants to go to Mars and I think he'll be the first person to set foot on Mars. Mm. You know, if, if, if anybody can do it, it's going to be him. He's going to figure it out. And, uh, you know, and, and, and companies like this have all, you know, they're, they've just shared the employees. Everybody around the company shares the employee, the, the CEO's dream, uh, the vision. And the sky's the limit once you, uh, once you break through that wall and become, you know, have your first bits of success. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And uh, yeah, if we uh, if we would have bought in uh, Tesla when it was like two hundred dollars a share, we, the show right now would probably be called Big Money Hustle. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's one of those things you can never tell. It's like yeah. electric cars; those aren't going to catch on. And now it's like, uh, yeah, EV is one of the hottest trending stocks uh, mm -hmm. to buy. I know uh, we both flirted with Workhorse and uh, are regretting it. Yeah, <laughs> I should have held on to that. I uh, I bought it. Um, back around beginning it wasn't even that long ago it was around the beginning of june uh i bought it i think for like 4.99 uh i sold the stocks made like a quarter of stock and uh now it's up to like 20 dollars a share you know and oh what was a week ago when we looked at it it was at 15 and i'm like oh, i missed the bus on that one and then it still went up to 20 so i could have still bought it at, at 15 and and still made five dollars this year yeah, that's one of those stocks that I'm looking for a dip because I day traded the thing. I bought it at 14, sold it at 18 because I figured, yeah, that's, you know, I'll make a little bit. I didn't buy a lot, so I just figured I'd make a little bit of money off it. I wish I'd have held on to it. And now looking back, I think uh, I think that's going to be a $30 stock before too long. Yeah, yeah. I should have went with my instincts because originally I bought it because I'm like, well, they do, um, you know, basically like semi-trucks and planes and a lot of things that are based around delivering goods and Right now, everyone's having a lot of goods delivered, you know. So I, uh, you know, so I, I bought, you know, the share when it was uh, like around five dollars, and then like an idiot, I sold it because I, I looked at it, I'm like, oh, there's no dividends, I'm, you know, a dividend snob, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so I'm like, yeah, I don't want anything in my portfolio that doesn't pay dividends, um, and so I sold it, and then now completely regretting it. Sometimes I just gotta hold on to those growth stocks too, and yeah. And, you know, hold them, hold them close. Like I do my dividend stocks, you know, I think my worry was that the workhorse was going to drop and I would lose money on, on, on just a few shares. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to lose that money. I think this is its peak. So I'll sell it. And I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> At least you made something, you know, made some money on it. I made like a quarter a share. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, yeah, I made I made five dollars, so that that was that was fine. Um, uh, now we can kind of get into our uh, date Mary kills because I don't think we we did that last week, and I know you've got some solid picks. I I, like- uh, I lied earlier in the pre-show. Uh, I do have one that I'm seriously dating, and that is um, RC Moto. And I apologize if I'm scrambling this name. Um, let me put this in RC Moto. This uh, the stock ticker symbol is FUV. And what they are, they are an EV company. And they're trading right now at $7.26 a share. And if I can bring up my other screen here, let's see. They look like they had some good growth. Like it looks like on <clears throat> Friday, they started at $5 or something. Now they're up to like seven. Yeah, my average cost was $5.39 a share. And I bought nice. into it right when I heard about this company. Because I like the product that they make, and we talk about side hustles. This is RC Moto. Oh, nice. They make mini EV vehicles designed for delivery drivers. Oh, that's perfect. This is amazing. You know, I would have this as my daily driver just driving around town because it looks freaking cool. Yeah. Um, but this is what they manufacture, and I think this is a stock that I, I'm going to buy, keep buying into because I think they have tremendous growth potential. They're not in a lot of markets right now. I think their big test market is Los Angeles. Uh, which is a really huge market anyway, but I think I could see this having a lot of global adoption. I think a lot of companies mm-hmm. that aren't going to go full automation. So I know Uber and Lyft are, and Amazon are flirting with autonomous vehicles. Realistically, I think we're a few years out, and I think this is the stopgap in between. I could see definitely companies like Amazon or you know Grubhub type things where they would have a small fleet of these in cities that they're really successful. And this would be your car. This would uh, eliminate, uh, you know, the risk of using your own vehicle, people using their own vehicle. This allows a serviceable fleet. um, That's good for the environment. They're all, they're all electric vehicles, uh, two passengers, or you can use it for storage for deliveries. And I think it's a really cool stock to own. And I think it's a really cool company. I really like the product that they're putting out. So this is, this is my date, uh, date stock. Um, and, you know, I could put Genius back in there because I did buy in. But I'm just hoping that with the announcement of Arnold Schwarzenegger and all that, that the, that has some long-term growth just so I can get back my losses when I bought in previously. Oh, exactly. But, uh, FUV, I definitely re- I recommend that one. But remember, I'm not an expert, so don't take my recommendation. Yeah. Do your own due diligence, your DD. Look into this company and see if uh, this is something you might want to invest in. I really like it. Yeah, and uh, for for people listening, they can't see the the images because we have the website pulled up for RC Moto. Um, it's uh, so people that are listening, they can't see the images. If you're familiar with like a Can-Am Spider, where it has the two wheels in front and one wheel in back, it's kind of like that, um, but it it's kind of enclosed, so you have a roof over you, so it, you can drive it pretty much in and in any weather because it's uh more enclosed than what a Can-Am Spider is. And this one is a uh, uh, completely uh, electric vehicle, whereas the Can-Am Spider is still, still gas and everything. So, yeah, it looks, uh, looks really nice, especially for, like, a, a side hustle kind of delivery thing. Um, you know, probably uh, probably really low overhead because all you're doing is recharging it, you know? Yep. Yeah, here is their uh, rapid response vehicle, which they have for law enforcement and for other uh, different uh, scenarios with paramedics and stuff. Nice. Those are pretty sweet. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get some of that stock on uh on Monday when the 
when the market opens up again. Hopefully, I hopefully yep. uh, can make some money off of it. Yeah, they are, they are fleet oriented. Uh, it doesn't look like they have private individual sales, so they are they're aiming at fleets of these things uh, to service uh, different industries within cities and stuff. So, I think it's a definite. Uh, this is a different thing, and they have a really cool logo. They're a little. Uh, it's on the top corner. It's like a stylized A with wings. You know, that's just that's just kind of neat. Uh, you know, I'm a designer, so I like looking at things like that. But yeah, seems like a great company and a great product. What are your date Mary kills? Let's get them up on Market Watch. Oh, uh, let's see. First one. Uh, this is gonna be a. It's a tough call. Uh, AMC theaters. Um, I'm thinking it should be a date, but now I don't know. Uh, when the movie theaters open again. This might skyrocket like crazy. Um, they do offer a dividend, and I actually uh, went on the website and contacted them because I'm like, hey, are you guys still doing the dividends? And uh, they they emailed me back within like the same day, like within the same business day. They emailed me back and were really, um, really gracious and everything. They're like, no, we've uh, suspended our dividends for now, you know, which I don't blame mm -hmm. them. They haven't been open for three months, you know. Um, so originally, I was like, oh, this is going to be a date. Soon as I get to a break even or where I make a little bit of cash on it, I'm going to sell it. Um, but now I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. People miss going to the movies. I never leave my house. And I really miss going <laughs> to the movies. And I'm a holder yeah. of this. I'm a holder. I've got uh, uh, da, 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 19 shares right now. Yeah. And my average buying cost was 561 So this stock is on sale for me. Mm -hmm. Um uh, the, the ones that I'm really holding long on, like IDEX, which is another EV vehicle pipeline company. Uh -huh. um, I'm really, I'm really big into though, into them. I got quite a few shares and I just look at these opportunities as the stock is on sale, exactly. you know, whereas, whereas you might be triggered to panic buy because you don't lose any more money. I'm just saying, Hey, clearance sale. I can buy more of this company that I believe in. Yeah. AMC is definitely one of those for me. So I think maybe yeah, on Monday I might, uh, have to make a few more shares and get that up to maybe 25 or something just to have a nice even number. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because before I was like, yeah, I need to sell it, but the dividend, they have a pretty good dividend. I think it's like 13% dividend yield or something. Um, that's a, another reason I was like, hey, are you guys paying dividends? Because I got a share. <laughs> you know? um, but I, before it was a date and then I've been kind of thinking about the last couple of days and checking in the dividends and everything and I'm like, it might be uh it might be a Mary because I think as soon as theaters open up, like I, I'm a hermit, I never leave the house, but I used to leave the house like once a week to go see a movie because I love the theater experience. So once those movie theaters open up again, I could see this jumping up to like twenty dollars a share because everyone's gonna be like, finally, I can do stuff, you know. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, uh, if I'm going to hold it long term or, or just kind of make some money off of it. But I, I do like their dividends. So, uh, and you know me, I'm a sucker for a good dividend yield. So I might, cool. I might keep them. <laughs> All right. Who, who, who else you got? Because we're running out of time. Oh, yep. Uh, for Mary, I have waste management, uh, ticker symbol WM. So uh, with this company, it's not, uh, you know, it's not cool. Uh, it's not like uh, uh, Apple or um, or Tesla or anything, you know, it's not exciting, but it's a waste management company. So 
uh, even if there's a recession or everyone's on lockdown, no matter what happens, they're still working. They're still coming to pick up the garbage every week. So um, they're they're pretty safe because no matter what, it's still uh, it's still going to make money basically. Um, so uh, and they they pay a dividend, um, which is always something I kind of look at. Nothing crazy. I think it's about like a two percent dividend yield, uh, but you know, they, they've been around for a long time. Uh, well, not a long time, but uh, they have a good history of paying out dividends. They they don't really go up or down a whole lot, it seems like. Um, yeah, it seems like over the three-year average, you're going from $74 a share. Now they're at 105 Yeah. Peak, your, their peak was 125 So, again, this is a blue – I would say this is a blue chip. And your, oh, yeah. your point earlier, everybody is always going to need trash taken away. You know, that's the one thing we constantly produce is garbage. And yeah, they, they they meet that need. So this is a, a good place to store your wealth, I think. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'll be I'll be buying some of that. Uh, I'm trying to wait for a dip. Maybe I can get around ninety dollars uh, before I I buy some. But it's a another one that I'm gonna buy and just hold on to for a long time because I don't see it going anywhere. Um, yeah. No, that'd be that'd be a good that'd be a good price market, a good target to get into. Oh, exactly. Who uh, who you who you putting the putting the skids to? Uh, V-I-S-L, Vizalink Technologies. Um, this one, I don't even know. I don't know if I got a tip on this one or I saw it was like, uh, it was like $1.45 when I bought it. So, um, I don't even remember why I bought this, but, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) this is one where there's no dividend yield, so it's, the only real option from there is for it to be a growth stock. Um, it's been down pretty much since I bought it. Uh, usually if I'm buying a stock, it's usually the kiss of death because <laughs> immediately it drops to about half of what I bought it for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, it looks like in June it had like crazy growth on June 3rd or 4th um, where it went up uh, from $0.40 cents up to like a dollar thirty. Um, and then ever since then, it's pretty much been on a decline. Uh, I'm hoping, um, you know, we'll have some market growth like we did around the beginning of June, where uh, a lot of things kind of went up in value a lot. Um, so I'm kind of hoping it'll go back up and I can break even on it. Um, because right now I'm down about 60 cents a share. Um, so yeah, it's going to be uh, a kill eventually when it gets back up there, but <laughs> I just, I hate losing money. So I'm like, I'll just hold on to it and hopes that, uh, you know, it bounces back. Yeah. I know how that goes. Uh, well, we've pretty much come to the close of the show. Um, I've got another show starting. We're doing a birthday celebration for the Indie Volt Network, which is another network that you can listen to Broke Money Hustle on. Mm-hmm. We are thankful for everybody across the globe who is listening to our show uh, on that wonderful radio and in the independent news uh, company, and uh, so we'll uh, be looking forward to we're looking forward to that. Um, looks like next week, uh, I you know one of the things about Weeble that's kind of cool, and I didn't get to it this today, but I definitely want to do it on Monday. Is talk about paper trading. This is a good way for you to experiment with stocks without the danger of losing money, and just kind of see how good you are, or if you've got something you're unsure of. You know, let it play in paper trading and, uh, you know, see if you got what it takes. That's a good way to learn um, how to trade, especially this is something I want to do with options is use the paper trading train on 
before ever trying to uh, to buy options because um, that that's where it can, you can get dangerous. You can actually lose more money. Um, greater greater risk means greater reward, but it also means greater risk. So <laughs> exactly <laughs> one of those things. You got anything else for us, man? Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, happy Fourth of July, everyone! Happy uh, anniversary for Indievol. I'm glad we're on that network, and uh, they're they're getting huge. They have like a Roku station. They have they're like a entertainment conglomerate at this point. So I'm, I'm happy. We're yeah, we'll there. have to we'll have to go public with it and buy stock in the company. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Wherever you're listening, again, we're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Overcast, a few other cast places, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us. Thank you to everybody who chimes in on the comment section occasionally. Thank you for those of you who are following us on Instagram at Broke Money Hustle or on Twitter at Broke Money. And we will see you on Monday when the markets open. They have been closed for Fourth of July weekend, so uh, we had a really good uh, good chat today. And hopefully, we'll uh, you know we'll have some uh, good market news to wake up to on Monday. Until then, thank you. And have a great weekend. Be safe. Take care. This is Broke Money Hustle. And now here's Broke Money Hustle with Tranquil and Avery.